Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Four Center Meets. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Jennifer Landa. I'm Ken Napsock. And this is a show that we are doing on both YouTube and for audio release on our podcast, the Four Center Podcast Network. And uh, we do a thing where we like to meet somebody who is cool from the world of Star Wars or just from the world who loves Star Wars. And the person we're going to meet today is the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, many other voices in Star Wars and voices in all sorts of other things. If you've ever heard a voice, it's possible that it has been his. <laughs> it is James Arnold Taylor. Well, thank you. What an introduction. And no pressure on me at all now to be cool. <laughs> no, you, you are cool as cool can be, my friend. That's right. That's you right. are smooth. smooth. So we're going to get right into uh, talking to James yeah. and uh, hearing all of his thoughts on Star Wars and some of his cool stories. Again, cool uh, mm-hmm. being involved in Star Wars. But we also want to let you know about our little droid. We are recording this with our, our Mevo. That's what it's called, Ken? It is the Mevo. So you can kind of see I'm moving it around. I'm controlling. Ooh. So if, if it looks as though I'm checking my phone... Uh, I'm not. I'm not ignoring you, James. I'm just controlling <laughs> sure. some shots because occasionally, like a good droid, yeah. it's sentient. It has its own way of thinking, and it will move around and focus on a glass of water. Yeah. So I think at one point uh, in our first episode of Four Center Meets, you're like, well, what do you think? And it went to somebody's knee. My like knee. A very yes. thoughtful yes. knee shot. 
my knee was very animated. Yes, yes. So uh, I just, yeah, that's why I'm looking down a little bit here. Yeah, so really, really big moving yeah, mouths. People looking down at me. <laughs> no. No, no. Oh, no, not at all. No, not it's at a height thing. You see. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's go back to the very beginning, uh, which is your relationship personally with Star Wars as yeah. a fan. Like, it was real formative for you, right? What's, what's your first memories? Absolutely. Well, I am, uh, I'm an old man now. No. <laughs> and uh, I saw Star Wars when it first came out mm-hmm. in 77 in a drive-in movie theater oh in San gosh. Jose, California. Wow. And it did change my life. It did. And from that point, and then I saw it, uh, I'm from Santa Barbara, California. Yeah. And um, we happened to be in San Jose at the time and then, you know, came home and watched it at this theater called the Arlington Theater, which if you ever go to Santa Barbara, it is the most gorgeous, like 2200 seat theater that inside looks like an old Spanish village. Oh, and cool. the ceiling is lit like stars. And I've stuff. been there. Have you been there? Oh, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So I grew up watching all of these fantastic movies yeah. at this theater. Wow. So I remember just watching it and dreaming and uh, imagining that I would be involved in that in some way as a kid, you know, playing. And then I would go home and play. And I was always Han Solo. Never thought I'd be old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Wow. What's, and and yeah. then uh, fast forward to 2001, 2000, uh, yeah, 2002, 2001, and we got uh, these, this call from George Lucas about the micro series of the Clone Wars. Oh, oh. that's oh, right. Wow. Yeah, so you Kenobi. were the voice in the original Yeah, I was Obi-Wan Kenobi in that. And so I auditioned. I thought it was going to be a trailer uh, stuff because they were still making the movies at the time. Mm. Right, and right. I thought, okay, they just need some pickup lines for Ewan McGregor because I had done some of his doubling in the past. I thought, well, that's cool. And then my agent calls and goes, you got it. And I go, oh, so what am I doing? He said, no, it's a cartoon. I said, what? Like, my two worlds collided, Star Wars and cartoons, and... uh the rest is history. So I've been voicing Obi-Wan for almost 18 years now. There's so mm. so many interesting things that you just said. That yeah. I wanna, I, yeah. 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 I've never heard the, the doubling of, of Ewan yeah. prior to all this. Is that like right. for other movies? Is that his home voice yeah. answering machine? <laughs> like, when did you double? Uh, I've doubled him for many things. Uh, some trailers for Moulin Rouge. And um, so uh, Robots, the movie Robots. Yeah. So oh a lot God. of times when he was doing an American accent... Uh, so when he does an American accent, it's kind of similar to my voice, but he places his everything up here because mm. he's trying to cover up his accent. Yeah, mm. so, right, right. Um, so the, the main character in the movie, Robots, I was him, and then I was Robin Williams' double for that as well. But yeah, there was a few lines, um, and you know, in Moulin Rouge, he, was not, he wasn't doing his, you know, his usual Obi-Wan thing. Right. He certainly wasn't doing his, you know, his Scottish accent. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I filled in for him on that and a couple other movies, uh, little things, and then some recent stuff, Christopher Robin. Uh, you did? Well. I yeah. love that movie so much. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was actually uh, Piglet's double as well. So oh, wow. I played a bunch of lines as Piglet. Uh, well, the voice, the voice acting industry is so yeah. fun. You get to do so many things. <laughs> So many different things. Yes. It's, I, in fact, I voiced an old British woman in that movie as well. I don't know if it's in the film or not yet. I have to see it. Oh, see uh, it. man, I, I love that film, and now I'm going to pause on every line. <laughs> which, which syllable which is James? James? Which that's one so is James? James? Well, if I do my job right, you don't know. Right. right. That's, mm. the, right. that's the trick. Right. Now, right. do you have any relationship with Ewan McGregor? I mean, have you met him after all these years? I mean, I mean he I know drove the way me he... here today. <laughs> He's outside waiting. But, yeah. uh, no, Um I don't. You know, we were on the red carpet together for the 35th anniversary of uh, Empire. Mm. Okay. And it was so funny. There was um, there was a little kid there I was signing an autograph for. And you like Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I voiced him in there. And the kid goes, there's you and McGregor. And <laughs> like <laughs> You know, and I'm sitting there just like in a dust cloud going, oh, okay. <laughs> so we were like right next to each other on the red carpet. Yeah. But we never got to... Interact. interact or have introductions. I hung out the rest of the night with his stunt double, which was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, you know, if you move, I can talk, can and talk. together there we you make go. one, you and McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Great. How do you even approach, you get this great news, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, but then you, you've got to approach like, this is an all-time classic character. Yeah. It's something you've grown up loving. Yeah. And you've got to get into the mindset of this character. Is that daunting at all? It is, because also, uh, you know, the first film had come out, Phantom Menace, and Attack of the Clones was just out. And um, he had already kind of 
made it. You know, it's like people always say, what do you love about the prequels? I always say Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's just so great in it. So he had already created now this persona of, oh, well, Obi-Wan was cool before he was old Ben. And, mm-hmm. and But old Ben was Alec Guinness, who was one of my you know heroes as a kid of this, this wonderful actor. But he was Gandalf before Gandalf, too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like... There were so many levels there, and now it's just like, hi, it's me doing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> pressure. So up. I, you know, and I've said this many times before, but I try to take a little, I try to take a little Ewan McGregor, and right. I try to take some old Alec Guinness, and I combine them in my own Obi Wan Kenobi. So yeah, wow. and it really has become a voice of uh, of people uh, are used for, to now for right. generations yeah. of people who yeah. grew up with the Clone Wars. You are not the voice of Obi Wan from the Clone Wars. You are just. There will be one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. strange. It's yeah, a strange. Thing. Did you yeah. ever imagine how much your performance, but not just your performance, but you, the actor, would resonate with so many fans oh, and become nice. yeah. a legend? It is a weird thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to host like Star Wars weekends for many years and Star Wars Celebration, and and I know all these people in the world of Star Wars now, and they just know me as oh, that's James. He plays Obi Wan Kenobi. And you just go what? What is going on? Right. Uh, I really am just humbled by it all. And I think sometimes, you know, we can come off kind of like going like, you know, I'll, I'll remind people, I'll say, well, you know, I've played him in over 100 episodes and on video, countless video games and toys and, and a movie. And, and so because people still go, but you McGregor's real, Obi-Wan. And you go, oh, mm. oh no. <laughs> so I, I don't try to say it to be like, you know, hey, I'm important, too. I'm just humbled by it. I'm really blown yeah. away by it. I was up at uh, George Lucas's ranch uh, last week with um, Catherine Tabor and Ashley Eckstein, and we were watching episodes of Clone Wars, and then they did a and a with George and Dave Filoni, our director. And was this just on a lunch break? Or? <laughs> this is yeah. amazing. It was it's a just really kind for of employees only. <laughs> yeah, it was for the, uh, the crew, the casting crew oh, wow. of Clone wow. Wars. Wow, uh, great. And it was just one of those moments where you do, you kind of sit there and you see this impact. And then you have people that are animating on it and writing on it coming up and going, oh my gosh, you know, it meant so much to me what you've done. And you just go, really? That's great. I just, it's a dream come true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For that original series uh, that came out before uh, Revenge of the Sith, how involved was George Lucas? Because you and I have talked a lot about yeah. uh, your your actual relationship with, with George and talking yeah. to him. Yeah. Was he around for that first version of Clone Wars? Not that we saw. No, he was, uh, I think he was very hands-on with it, but we did everything here, actually, in Burbank. Oh, oh. wow. Just down the street at Cartoon Network. And it, I always joked, it would take me longer to park my car than it would to voice the lines <laughs> on the show. Because it was like, you know, I'm on my way. Wait a minute. Was that Anakin? <laughs> that was Anakin. Anakin. And, and then you're done. It sounds uh, like Obi-Wan commenting on Anakin parallel parking <laughs> yeah, before yeah. he gets into the studio. Let's see. Back. Father, <laughs> no, to the right. Very good. Oh it's the uh, Krusty the Clown bit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'm out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, so I did have a moment with him last week, though, at, at Big Rock Ranch. So there's Skywalker Ranch, and then up the street is Big Rock Ranch, and that's where they produced the Clone Wars. That's where they would make everything. Okay. And Dave Filoni and the crew were all there. And it's this gorgeous, I mean, just amazing place in the middle of nowhere and there's cattle walking you know and it's just wow live oh animals every because they have a working farm you know they grow their own vegetables they do all this stuff wow and this building is this amazing frank lloyd wright type yeah. you know uh asian kind of looking in its in its architecture and there's a statue of yoda there and all of this and uh you're you're walking through there and he has the world's largest collection of movie posters oh like wow. classic oh. movie posters from all the way back to, you know, the 20s and beyond to current day. And they had this uh, wonderful art gallery up while we were there of Star Wars art. Oh, my goodness. Paintings. Like, so, of Padme, you know, posed as, like, a queen. Oh, like an actual royal portrait. Just, like, all these wonderful pieces of art. And we're walking through there just going, look at all of this. It's so amazing. So then George is talking with Dave at the end of the night, they do this Q&A for about an hour, and they're both really funny. They're just being... Because it was kind of like, you know, all the pressure's off now. Yeah. So they've made the show, you know, and they're just joking around with each other, but 
George was talking about technology and he was talking about Planet of the Apes and this mm. last movies. And I really love those movies. And yeah. he was talking about how much he loved them. And it's like, mm. you know, cause people were talking about technology and he goes, well, you know, technology's just allowed us to, you still need a great story and you need great actors performing. Right. And he said, but look at that movie. We were able to believe that those apes were real. And I wanted to like shout out, it's because of you. (laughs) (laughs) So afterwards we're sitting there chatting with him, which is also very strange. That's surreal. And, and I said to him, I go, I'm sorry, but you know what you were saying? It's because of you. It's because of the technology you built. And, and you're the only one that's ever pushed that. So like the reason we have all that we have right now in Hollywood is because you allowing people to push themselves more, having the budget to do it. And he, he didn't know how to take it, but I was like yeah. nerding out on him. And I'm like, yeah. and I go, and I'm not kissing up. I'm not kissing <laughs> up. I'm just telling you, thank you for all you've created for our technology. And he's like, Thanks. Turns back and looks at the cows outside. <laughs> That's amazing that George what Lucas has not learned to take a compliment. Yeah. yeah. No, he just was very, you know, kind of shy about it. Yeah. 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 That's see, awesome. He's a quiet college filmmaker who just wants to tell the stories, he right? Still yeah. Is. yeah. But also the beauty of it was he gets kind of, you know, sassy for lack of a better word. It's like people will go, no, you can't do that. Or go, oh, really? Oh, we can't do that. Like, because, yeah. you know, with uh, Star with the Clone Wars, rather, he said, we weren't making a cartoon. We were making movies. And mm. that's how he looked at it. So mm. that's how he told Dave, you're making a movie. Every week you're making a movie. So he just goes, oh, you can't afford that? We can't? Well, we'll I'll, I'll put the money up. I mean, that's how we did it. You know, yeah, Clone Wars, right. for two years we made it before it had a network. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd heard that, yeah, it just seems like it was a long time ago. This is something he wanted to do. He felt he had those stories sitting around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in his brain, really, yeah. more than anything. So I, I, he's an independent filmmaker to this day. He still is, even yeah. though he's like one of the wealthiest independent filmmakers <laughs> yeah. you'll ever find. Right. Um, yeah. But it's because he's a great businessman, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we were talking about your legacy with the fans. Yeah. Uh, we saw your social media adventure where you married some people. <laughs> right. Did. Tell us about the Marion. So there was this couple in Salt Lake City, and they um, they were, well, they met watching Clone Wars. And they were watching, uh, Chris is the young man. And then Jesse is the gal. She came over. She was a friend of a friend of his. And he's, she's like, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching Clone Wars. Oh, you know, tell me about that. And what's, who's this character? Oh, that's the Duchess Satine. She's like, wow, I really like her. I like to cosplay as her sometime. And mm. so they both were just friends and they went cosplaying as Obi-Wan and the Duchess. And, uh, well, I met them a couple years ago at this con. They were not dating even at the time, oh. but they liked each other, but they hadn't really told each other. So cut to now, they right. are now in love and they're getting married and they decide we need to have a Obatine wedding. An so Obatine. for all the, the fans <laughs> of Clone Wars that, uh, you know, the Duchess Satine and Obi-Wan that wanted them to get together, they've called it Obatine. They've coined, Obatine. I don't know who coined hashtag the Obatine. Phrase, but okay. Hashtag Obatine. That's great. So, uh, in fact, this last week was Obatine week. They have an official week. Oh, oh what a, okay. how did we? How, did how we can we this? spend this much time talking about Star Wars and miss these? <laughs> yes. It's Obatine not fair. Week. Yeah. So uh, I put the video out of the wedding on Obatine week in celebration of it, and uh, all those Obatine fans were thrilled, and uh, they just <laughs> loved that storyline of Obi Wan having a love interest, and yeah. Obi Wan uh, possibly where that would have gone, how that could have gone, and then that she's this pacifist. Yeah, he's a great character, and Anna Graves, who plays the Duchess Satine just does a fantastic job, a very kind of Kate Blanchett kind of feel to it, yeah. mm-hmm. and regal, and there's these wonderful moments and it's all from the mind of George Lucas. Yeah. 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 Did you do, were you uh, just being James Arnold Taylor or did you do some Obi-Wan or other voices? I spoke as Obi-Wan the whole time. (laughs) So we had uh, Henry Gilroy, who is a writer for Clone Wars. He's actually one of the main writers of it. uh, Wrote, a ceremony for us, a Mandalorian wow. ceremony. Oh my gosh! And so we came, and I had the uh, the Jedi Path book. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and inside that I had Henry's notes of the ceremony. And so Anna and I would switch off reading lines, and we gave it an official. If Obi Wan were to be married to the Duchess Satine, this is what the ceremony. This would is have been. what it would oh, be. Oh, wow, that's it's, so beautiful. It's like almost canon. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Did did Henry Gilroy write it in sort of like a Star Wars style? So it yeah. sounded like it was I from was a wedding from a galaxy far, far away. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. I can yes. find it, I guess. Uh, I mean, that I'm, is incredible. I'm fascinated with the angle that, you know, that 
Obi-Wan, James Arnold Taylor, is aware that these two fans like each other, but they weren't dating yet. Like, it were, did, so Obi-Wan did, that you yeah. saw that they were in love before they did it. Like, right. did, they, did they, like, whisper to you at the convention, like, I kind of like Duchess Satine? No, so <laughs> on their social media, uh, we started following them and finding that they fell in love. And then their friends kept, like, sending us things on okay. social media. Hey, you know, they're getting married. Oh. It'd be nice if somebody officiated it. So Anna wink, and wink. I decided to surprise them. That's great. So we did. We surprised them with that and called them up and told them that uh, we were going to do the official do marriage. The but, so yeah, so let's see. It's um, uh, The Jedi Masters of old tell us there is no light side and no dark side. <laughs> there is only the force. <laughs> How one would use it through the actions of their heart determines its nature. Similarly, the ancient uh, protectors of Mandalore chose not good nor evil, but bound themselves to their warrior's code of honor and loyalty in the name of their clans and each other. And it goes on from there. So. Wow. Incredible. Now, Jennifer, you have actually had a Star Wars wedding. Uh, you yeah, have, I think, I arguably one of, the, the, one of the world's I most did. famous Star Wars wedding. Because if you Google Star Wars wedding, yeah, you well. pop up real quick. Yes, <laughs> yes. But we infused it in more subtle ways. That is incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, what a treat. Weren't you walked down the aisle by stormtroopers? I did. Well, okay, I, so yes, when you, you were flanked by my side. Subtly. <laughs> were, were yeah. you, I did have troopers. Were you <laughs> dressed as. Uh, no, I wore. No, I did no, have a Leia flower. Girls. Okay. So they're, they're yeah. there. Yeah. Was like was like there was a cake topper. Stormtroopers were there, right? Yeah. So, Stormtroopers so, yeah, were there. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So, but okay. that's fascinating. And, and the fa- the fact that that you and Anna would would take the time to do that shows yes. it just it's 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 number one. Hey, uh, you know you you love what you do, but just yeah. you also respect the the Star Wars community at large. It is a beautiful community of fans. Everybody is so giving. And so uh, happy to interact with us. We were kind of the first group uh, to allow that. Social media was really kind of, you know, breaking in that sense. True. Mm-hmm. You know, back, you know, well, the show came out 10 years ago. And that's when social media was really kind of hitting its prime. So people could look up who James Arnold Taylor is and follow right. him. And then I would respond to them. Yeah. So right. we became a cast that interacted with the fans. And then celebrations and fan days and Star Wars weekends. It just gave so many options for people to uh, find us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I have to ask: Is the the Obatin relationship is that your favorite arc, or do you have a different favorite arc as both the character and oh, as a fan? Man. It's a that's a great question because it really kind of is my favorite arc. Um, I loved what they did with it uh, in the in like season two with the mm-hmm. Duchess of Mandalore episodes and such. And then I love spoiler alert uh, where they took it. By the end right. of mm-hmm. uh, season five and what they did, and it was so tragic uh, with uh, the Duchess Satine. So uh, I and it gave me so many wonderful opportunities to act in a way that we never really got to see Obi Wan act before either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that was the beautiful thing about Clone Wars was I got to do a lot of things that Ewan McGregor never got to do or that Alec right. Guinness never got to do, and fill in a lot of spaces that we wondered about. It, it, it's my favorite arc for Obi-Wan in that series because it adds this layer that you just you just didn't think existed. He's, he's yeah. an old wizard in the desert when we meet him for yeah. a lot. And and, and and this forbidden love, attachment is forbid, as Anakin yeah. would tell us. It, it just was the most realistic look at this is what it would be like. Yeah, and, and Darth Maul, you know, I mean, again, for everybody that's watching that knows the storyline, mm-hmm. Darth Maul is like always so angry at Kenobi, like he needs yeah. revenge on Kenobi. So... Maul kills off Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan's master. Then he kills off his, his possible love. Mm. And yet, he's still alive. So what's he so angry at? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's yeah. winning. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he kind of wins throughout. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, your performance is great uh, in the Thanks. sense you've gone to, to, to spoil the territory, which is just fine. Um, when, when Maul expects Obi-Wan to break yeah. after taking Satine, like, that is one of, I think about that moment a lot because I think it, we can tend to see heroes as, like, they have powers, so, yeah, they yeah. get challenged, but they win. And that's yeah. such a wonderful moment of this, they're heroes because it would be easy to break. It would yeah. be easy to give uh, in to yeah. and he vengeance doesn't. and to have him just, your performance there is so wonderful oh, where he sort of yells, so he's sort of breaking a little bit and it's mm-hmm. like, of course I'm not going to break and try to kill you yeah. i'm a jedi that's the whole point why don't you <laughs> listen so i'm on this it's team. so great it is one of those things for me you know you talk about like being this character in my eyes he's always been this character that is the truest sense of a jedi i mean yoda 
I mean, Yoda's the, the master. Right. But Obi-Wan is the one that is like the one true believer. You know, he never breaks that. Even with Anakin, you know, I mean, he, he spares his life, but he f- assumes he's dead, you know. But yeah, right. Dave Filoni has another, I think Dave is like, you know, yeah, he should have finished the job, you know. And it's like, <laughs> well, There's a lot of people. About that. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it's like, wow, he's a true believer. Filoni, his team should have finished him, huh? <laughs> yeah. That is that is fascinating. Yeah, but I do, I do like getting in that side of the uh, of Kenobi's head on that moment on Mustafar, like yeah, that would that, that yeah. tracks as, as Joseph says a lot. That's a yeah. that, that that connects the emotional canon of, of that line of uh, of that line of Obi Wan's brain. Yeah, Put he wouldn't want to position. do that. He meets him as a little boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he raises him. He right. trains him up as a father and a brother. And then they battle for like what seventy five hours. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then he leaves him there. Yeah, it's like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, like right. close enough. Finish it? I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's a fascinating. We could talk about that for hours. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to bring up that Clone Wars is coming back. What it was is. that like to find out about? It's very strange because, so I've known since February. Okay. Oh. Uh, we were mm-hmm. actually in the studio uh, doing some voices for the movie Solo. And I was hanging out with Matt Wood and Tom Kane. And, uh, of course, Tom Kane is Yoda. Matt Wood is the genius sound designer, mm. Oscar-nominated sound designer of uh, Star Wars films and uh, others. And he's also the voice of General Grievous. Yeah. And right. uh, the battle droids, you know, mm. Roger, Roger, all of those. Uh, and Matt brought us in because he's been kind enough to bring me in to do voices for all of the, mm. the last um, Disney Star Wars films, every Star Wars film that Disney's made. Awesome. I've, I've had a voice in there. That's great. And uh, so he goes, you know, there's these rumors kicking around that they're going to bring Clone Wars back. I'm like, really? really? It's like, yeah, it's just rumors though, you know. And so then we we go away and then a couple days later we come back to the studio to do some more uh, voices for it. And he goes, did you get the call? I go, yeah, I got the call. <laughs> and they called and said, sure enough, but keep it under your hat, you know. So uh, yeah. we had to wait till July to where we could talk That's about it. That's crazy. So a long time. Wow. That's a wow. long time. That's tough. Although, in comparison, we did Clone Wars for two years before That's we true. could talk about it before that. So That's true. Oh my it was a cakewalk. But I'm sure, <laughs> you know, you probably get asked a lot. Oh, yeah. It comes that up. Was, that was the worst. I would be at cons. I was in London. I was doing a convention and I was performing my stage show that I do. And all these fans are going like, yeah, it's such a drag about Clone Wars. You know, I wish Disney would bring it back. And I'm sitting there going, I know. <laughs> you know? And I hate that because I hate lying yeah. or, or right. just holding things back from people. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, <laughs> so... Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be coming to the video game Battlefront 2, which I play obsessively. It's with a Clone Wars package. You are Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. uh, Did you want to lie or misdirect us in any way or (laughs) confirm or deny or tell me to shut up? Anything is fine. Oh, well, you know, the thing about it, Joseph, is that uh, (laughs) I just need to move my hand. I understand that a lot of people have been asking about whether Obi-Wan will be in this game or not. He is in the game. I can confirm that Obi-Wan Kenobi is in the game. Uh Great. That's good to know. We got it it all figured out then, right? Yeah. 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 I'm ready for (laughs) young Obi-Wan or whoever... I want to play as Obi Wan. Absolutely, I want an extra button to make I him do his pose. With with yeah, I just, oh, yes. well, I just want to take Obi Wan into a bar and have a drink because <laughs> oh that seems to be on Obi Wan's mind a lot too. <laughs> just hit that X have button a for a drink. Milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this: I am uh, very excited about the fact that Obi Wan Kenobi is in Battlefront too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Awesome. Good. <laughs> that is great. I can't wait to play even more. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Solo. I would, I, we are all yeah. big Solo fans yes. here. Yeah. You, yes. Ken, Jennifer, yeah, you have any questions? 4K copy sitting over oh. there. <laughs> yeah. I, about but, the Solo experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just the voices. I, yeah. yeah. What was that like? It's very strange when you voice any of these movies because as a fan, you walk in that day knowing I'm going to see a bunch of things before people get to see it. Right. right. A long time before. And I'm not going to really get to see it in the same way everybody else gets to. So as a fan, you're kind of bummed. Mm. Oh, wow. But as yeah. a fan, <laughs> you're also kind of thrilled because you get to see it beforehand. And right. you get to participate in it. And you get your name in the credits. So watching that day, we did a couple days on that. And um, getting to just see it, most of the stuff you see, too, is it's not finished yet. Okay. Mm. So... But I had the same thing with uh, Revenge of the Sith. We had that with the, um, you mm-hmm. know, the the scene on Mustafar. Mm. I watched all of that the first time. 
I think six months before it came out, <gasps> wow. where it's wow. blue screen, and Obi Wan oh saying, God. "You know, you are my brother, Anakin," and and mm. uh, they're saying, "Can you match that performance?" So in this, it's kind of the same thing where you see the, you know, that thing that comes up <laughs> out of the water that reminded me of the Geonosian Queen there. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lady Proxima, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. totally. And it's you see all the puppeteers. You know, moving oh, yeah, yeah. And, and everything. And, and I'm like, boy, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> Can you voice those puppeteers? We're going to edit them out. <laughs> but we just want to know if you could match that. Yeah. But I got so now um, the way it works is they'll have a big group of us in the room and we'll watch. The, so all the big scenes, you know, when Han is walking through and he's trying to sneak off the, the planet and everything yeah. and go through all those voices in the back and he grabs the kid's hat and everything. Um we're just doing voices. So we're watching and you pick out people and you do the voice and you talk. Oh, about, that's you know? And then if it's an alien, then you speak gibberish. You okay. know? And, <laughs> and, and so we will all, there'll be these microphones, these wonderful surround sound microphones. And you just walk around the room. So we'll be in a circle. We'll start over here and we'll walk past oh, the mics wow. and, and you'll have a conversation and you're, you know, like, we did like nervous travelers. Well, we're waiting. You just just act normal. It'll be fine, you know. And you oh, so, so listen. You'll hear all that little banter going on. That's, that's awesome. amazing. So that's oh like a gosh. lot of those scenes. And then the other will be very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, Force Awakens, for example, a good example is um, when Finn is looking for water. Yeah, he's thirsty. And he yeah, thought, you know, and he wants water. And those aliens come up and they go. That's like that was me and a oh, couple nice. other people. And so you get to do those things. Um, Matt Lanter and I were stormtroopers in that, uh, with Sam Witwer, of course, and, uh, David yeah. Collins, but in solo specifically, I also got to double, um, Clint Howard. Oh, really? Oh, nice. So Rala Ra- Keeley, right? <laughs> yeah. Rala yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So when he gets grabbed in the face <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, uh, being held, uh, there, that's actually my voice. Uh, oh, so, really? So he comes out of the thing and, well, let me, t- <laughs> you know, and then. <laughs> you know all that, so that's all me. Oh my god! Um, I mean, I, I kind of want to stop and just watch that. Right <laughs> I know. Now. Yeah. Let's watch it. Yeah. yeah. And that's then awesome. there's a big, uh, like, big bald guy in the background that's kind of taking bets and stuff from everybody mm-hmm. in that same scene. Uh-huh. Yep. And he's, you know, he's got this big kind of voice there, and it's all right, five over there, ten over there. Okay, give me that. No, no, you can't bet here. Your money's in. get out. Of here. <laughs> this guy, you know, so that was me. Um, and just other incidentals. That's awesome. Yeah, I never so know exactly what they'll end what up they'll using. pick up. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's yeah. great. Mm. Yeah. And now, when you go in, you just see the scene you're voicing, right? It's, no. it's not like they even show you like the whole. Oh, I think, we see sorry. quite a bit. You do okay. yeah. now. Why do no. they? Is it a courtesy to like we know you're fans, so we're going to show you the whole rough movie in order, so you've seen it? <laughs> no, or why I, do you see more than what you're voicing? Well, because well, for one, it's it's a room of ADR people, so we are, so there may be scenes where there's there's female characters voicing okay. stuff, and there's and, and okay. you're sitting back. So pretty much all day you go right. through the whole film wow. wherever there are uh, things. There yeah, are some yeah. key parts that get left out. Like with Last Jedi, um, most of Mark's stuff we didn't see okay. because there was no need for any other voices in that. Although right. in the cave with Ray, yes. that chanting that's underneath, right. that's all of us. And ah. we had the uh, composer of the film actually in there with us and composing. Really? Oh what was it we were saying? You know, there is no light, there is no dark, there is yeah. no force. And we were just, and it was kind of wild because, I mean, you've got like 15 guys, you know, me and Sam Witwer and Tom Kane and David Collins, all these kind of wonderful, and Fred Tattisher, all these great uh, voice actors chanting this over one microphone, kind of all together doing this. <laughs> wow. That's and magical. And then they would get all the girls and all the girls would then chant it and then he would overlap it and it was, it's really kind of neat. So um, you do end up seeing most of the film. Yeah. Mm. Now, in- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That scene, there is a voice that people have picked out in uh, specific theaters of it. It sounds like a woman's voice saying Ray. And if you're in surround sound, it comes from behind you. Right. Were you in the room when that happened? Because the internet will murder me if I don't ask. (laughs) Uh, I don't recall that. So that could have, if if it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stand out. I mean, I've seen the movie a lot, but it was like the tenth viewing when I was like, "Oh, there's something, yeah. something right. else going on." Yeah, yeah. That's now you know, in the uh, Force Awakens, when she has her dream, when she touches yes. the saber, I was originally the voice of Obi Wan. Oh wow! Oh. Okay, yeah, and then got replaced by this other guy. <laughs> uh, I guess they like because it was Matt Wood's idea to put right. Obi Wan in there, and so I said, "Ray, Ray, Ray." I said it as Alec. I said it as Ewan. Right. I said it as me. Uh, and then right. the other lines, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Say whatever you want," you know. And J.J. Abrams liked it so much, he went, "Great, let's get Ewan McGregor now to come in and do it." And then <laughs> they combined some of Alec Guinness. But so it did actually yeah. technically take all three Obi Wans. Did you uh, ever record a line where you said, "Ray, I am your grandfather"? I did ah. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put that fan theory to bed. Okay. I know. Right there. I like that theory, though, actually. You do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, let's, let's, I've never we, talked about that anywhere either. As, as yeah. we do on Force Center, we speculate responsibly. Let's dive yeah. into that idea. Yeah. The idea of the Kenobi family line going on in any way? I think it's kind of neat because I do also believe that Ray is kind of a true believer, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the real deal. So it would make sense to me. But it also, you know, kind of in the last ones, kind of looks like she could be Han and Leia's kid too, right? Right. right. And, uh, it could be her brother there, but uh, if they, that almost seems too on the nose. But I like the thought of Obi Wan and the Duchess have maybe having something that yeah. happened at some point. And yeah. Then, you know, we follow the line, but uh, I think it'd be neat. <laughs> yeah. Obi Wan and Tatine sitting in a tree. <laughs> I think <laughs> man, for breaking Jedi codes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you got you got podcasts, you got videos. That's a that is an amazing video. You if you oh. as Obi Wan, if you break down like, well, <laughs> true believers, here's, here's right. what happened. Uh, 
when a Jedi loves a woman very much, or loves a Duchess very much. Now, I actually, and I haven't talked about this anywhere either, but I've been kind of, I, I would need to get approval, and they'll probably never approve it, but what I would love to do and take the cons and such is a one-man Obi-Wan show oh, wow, where I just yeah. basically sit and and I age throughout it progressively, and I tell the story of Star Wars oh. from Phantom Menace to... Take my money now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where it's just a it's just like a one man, like a ninety minute one man show where he's just sitting by the fire out there on Tatooine. Oh you know, man. Hello there. Yeah. Oh, that's I, so let me great. tell you a story. That's you a know. that's a great way to expand into other other markets, other ways yeah. to experience the story where it's not like I would usually go my knee jerk would be like, Hey, here's some Obi Wan comedy, but that's that's really <laughs> profound since he is the yeah. the storyteller, the observer, the guy who tries to see things from lots of different perspectives. That would could be a really moving night of like, mm-hmm. here's where just I was coming from yeah. when I was young with Qui-Gon, but yeah. here's what I didn't realize at the and time. Images and going yeah. on, video images oh, and wow. music and sound. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been kicking that around and I would love to uh do it, but I know that they'd be like, No, 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 no you can't do that. But uh, taking Star Wars to Broadway finally. That this would be the well, chance. So, yeah. so this was uh Ashley Eckstein and I, of course Ashley plays the Sokotano. Uh, right. our idea years ago was when the Duchess Satine story came out that they ought to do a Broadway show of Obi-Wan and Satine, the love story from back when they were young. Yes. With songs, right? Musical, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, boy. See? Yeah. I, love, I love this one-man show idea. I mean, you've done so many of them. I've, I've yeah. watched them on YouTube, too. Oh, Just thanks. I love yeah. you sliding in out of your voices so easily there. That would, yeah. that would make... It would be beautiful. It'd be yeah. poetic and beautiful and I th- sweet. I feel like it'd be a neat thing. I, and again, I've never talked about it anywhere. So yeah. I've broken it here. Okay. So now if people want it, yes. they can... News breaks right here. Yes. James Arnold Taylor <laughs> demands. <laughs> demands a one-man <laughs> Obi-Wan show. Weird uh, German Star Wars yeah. website. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's going to happen then next week. Ewan McGregor agrees to do <laughs> off-Broadway production <laughs> of Ben. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, well, it it here maybe first. an accident happens, you yeah. know. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't well, say that. Well, if he did it, I'd no. be okay with that. No. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, the, it, along those lines, like, yeah, yeah that, that's a really cool fantasy project. Maybe it could happen someday. From all of your adventures in Star Wars, do yeah. you have that uh, that little bit of hope? Like, uh, that, that is a theme in Star Wars, and it um, honestly seems like that in your career. Like, Clone Wars, yeah. it's gone. Disney has yeah. no interest. Disney shuts it down. But what do you know? It's back. <laughs> kind of amazing, hopeful things do keep happening in Star Wars. Yeah. Does it, do. does it give you a sense of hope that... Absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a hopeful person anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a person of faith and such. And so I always kind of carry that hope with me. And uh, I just love the idea that you can do anything through that hope. And I think it also is what carries so many Star Wars fans mm-hmm. that have become writers and artists, podcasters, storytellers. Uh, so many people that I come in contact with on a daily basis started as Star Wars fans and now have a career yeah. doing what we all do right. because of the hope that Star Wars brought to them. So yeah. I, it's really kind of fascinating. Yeah. I yeah I totally agree with you. I mean, and it goes back to George. Yeah, George with a pad of uh, paper and a pencil <laughs> yeah. in 1973, going, I can't make Flash Gordon. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and and it's that Star Wars, like the same football, the coaching tree of a head coach, and all the people he gave careers to. The, the creativity that that Star Wars inspired across so many engineers, scientists. Yeah. Oh my god! All gosh. that stuff. It's um, fascinating. Hope is big. Yeah. Yep. So that's what makes me believe in Ben. The yeah. one person show. <laughs> yeah. the musical. I have hope for oh, yeah, the and musical. The musical for sure. <laughs> at least one song at the end. An old Just one. traditional Jedi song lost. <laughs> now I'd ages. like to sing a song for you. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, if you could sing a song as Obi Wan, we got to. Do you have an Obi Wan singing voice? Um, no, no. So I, I was asked to because of Star Wars Day at Dodger Stadium. I sung the national anthem and God Bless America wow. as Obi Wan. No, they wouldn't let me do it. As, as Plo Koon? As Plo Koon, that's right. Uh, I sung it in, in just my regular voice, uh, but it was because of that. And I wanted to do a version of Obi-Wan kind of speak singing it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. With Star Wars sound effects. So I built it out for them, and I pitched it to them, and they said, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> but what I got to do later the next year at Star Wars Weekends was perform it. So oh, I think it's online somewhere. Okay. You can actually oh see can you give it just a little taste of it was, um, the beginning of the song, is Obi-Wan? I would say, can you see, by the dawn's early light, so proudly we hailed 
at the Twilight's last gleaming Anakin. I need an Obi Wan album. Yeah, That's what I absolutely. Need. Like that Shatner album where he's <laughs> yes. yes. speaking Lucy in, in the sky. <laughs> yeah, oh does. Songs to Jedi by. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's so great. Um, Ken, Jennifer, yeah. do you have any other questions before we always like to end Four Center Meets with some some fun weird questions? Yeah. But before we get to those, Wait do you have me. any other other big picture questions? Well, well you know what, I, I, a little bit outside of Star Wars too. You you uh, you've had a great wonderful career, and you your your Jat three sixty five. I used to watch every day. Oh, by the thank way, thank you. You're thank you're you so a very much. insightful guy and everything too. And in this age, and you've done a lot of things with Star Wars shows, trying to build your sets. We talked about off air. You build your fancy sets. You just need an IKEA couch. That's really at at Amiibo. Uh, what else are, do you focus on to in your career? Uh, Thank you for you, asking. Um, I do have my YouTube channel and I do my Jat drives and stuff where right. I just talk about voiceover and talk about life. Uh, I have. Um, I try to see myself as an ambassador of inspiration. I'm right. I'm really the luckiest guy in the world. You know, at four years old, I wanted to do voiceover, mm. and I I have had this life where I've got to actually do all of that. And through, I think, kind of imaging, positive imaging, thinking positive, and knowing that I, what I wanted to do, I've accomplished a lot of things in life. So I really love the idea of spreading that mm. out to people and uh, showing people that, yeah, whatever you image and come up with in your head, if it's a good thing, mm -hmm. you can do it. So uh, my channel, and then I'm starting a podcast, and the podcast is called Talking to Myself, like my stage <laughs> show. I have a stage show called Talking to Myself that I've done all over the world. Whoops. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and the podcast is that, and so basically it's me talking to me. So all the characters on the show are me. Oh, oh that's, that's great. great. And it's kind of like Phil Hendry, if you know Phil Oh, Hendry. absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of in that vein. Bobby Dooley going to come on the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and then I do have little segments where I interview uh, friends and stuff, uh, Frank Oz and Mark Hamill. Like, I play clips from things like that. But it's really to kind of show people that they can pursue their dreams and they can achieve whatever they want to in life if they really set their mind to it. It's that old, you know, you know. You know, Marty, if you set your mind to it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm just the luckiest guy in the world to do what I do. So, yeah, so people can follow me on jamesarnoldtaylor.com and then chat actor on social media and stuff. Right. And, and they can be inspired daily. And they can ask me questions there. And, um, yeah. and, and you know, I say prayers for them, and I, I hope for the best for everybody. Yeah. 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 I, I've started doing this uh, this motivation series. It's bad motivations. And someone was like, well, well James Arnold Taylor, he did that with you. I was like, no, he was helping people. <laughs> I, I'm just, just in a bathrobe drinking. He did. Like, I love <laughs> motivations. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it, you know, we're definitely, we're obsessed with the Star Wars side of, of your career for sure. But yeah. uh, no, it, thanks. So. Yeah. Nice to know you're a well rounded gentleman as well. I, yeah. try, I try to be. Yeah. And we've mm. done a ton of other voices in other yeah. work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Johnny Test was a big cartoon. Johnny Test is 11 years old and totally awesome. Um, <laughs> Fred Flintstone. Yeah, but never yeah. do. Uh, nobody would ever guess. Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been Spider-Man. I'm the voice of Lego Flash, uh, which is my favorite DC character of yeah, all time. Awesome. Flash. Wow. Uh, I've been Green Arrow, Green Lantern, um, Magneto, which is mm. Magneto, pathetic humans. I, Magneto, will destroy you. Uh, I feel like I'm in my pajamas when I hear that voice. It's such a Saturday morning cartoon yeah. voice. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. And, and the thing that you do, I remember, I didn't know, and I think we, we were having kind of a general meeting at Screen Junkies one yeah. day with my old friend Jack Hergoth, and you yeah. mentioned that you were the voice of Fox Television, right? I am. And I so, was like, that blew my mind because that's what? been that's whenever, been for a long time. For 18 years now, whenever you watch The Simpsons or Family Guy and you hear that, The Simpsons coming up next on Fox. <laughs> Stay tuned for another episode of Family Guy. Oh Bob's Burgers, God. all new. <laughs> yeah. wow. And the moment moment you said, now I can't unhear you. Yeah. But I, it was so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one is uh, one of my favorite jobs, actually. Yeah. I love that. It's so fun. I do most of that from my home studio. Nice. And they dial me up, and you know, thanks to technology, I right. do it, and then it goes on the air later that night. And yeah. There so there's go. a Incredible. massive treasure trove of you introducing, queuing up shows that have now long been canceled, right? <laughs> oh so my there God. could be like a, <laughs> yeah. like a oh, Napoleon Dynamite, all new. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Border <laughs> Town, all new on Fox. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many of those cartoons that just never went, and then other shows. Um, yeah, did did you stretch down. back to Herman's Head? Yeah. Did you go that far? And, um, and uh, no, what was the other one? Um, oh, Bean Vision. Uh, <laughs> Bean Vision. It was uh, Bean, Bean. Yeah, that show. Bean. Uh, uh, 
I can't remember the kid's first name, but yeah, that Fast Lane was a right. show. On okay, yes, yeah. yeah. yes, it's, it's an all new Fast Lane on Fox. Uh, that '70s show. I was you tuned into an all new that '70s show. All right, you know, it was like kind of stoner guy, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, yes, wow. wow. It's an all new Cedric the Entertainer. Um, and uh, Bernie Mac. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all those shows. Wow. wow, and one we I I think uh, one of our, we were talking about a bit. We mentioned it, but one of our favorite voices in Star Wars is Plo Koon. Oh, how did that come about? Yeah, Floney say I'd like you to talk. It's <laughs> like how did that come about? Plo Koon is one of those great characters because again, you see him in all the movies and you kind of wonder, well, what's he sound like? What's his story? What's his deal? And Dave Filoni loves that character; it's his favorite character. So one day he said, you know, James, um, we're thinking of this, uh, bringing a voice into that, and. Gandalf, Gandalf. So that's all he said to me. Oh, wow. So I just <laughs> gave it uh, Ian McKellen. So Plocoon Untreated is this. Right. So when I go in and do Plocoon, it's Ahsoka, Kotoya, Ahsoka Tano. May the force be with you. Wow. Um, and so then uh, Matthew Wood takes it. He pitches it down a little, mm. and then they put this kind of effect on it, mm. what they call the plow effect. And um, the pl- but the first season, so the first season, I did it very much in this, you know, kind of Gandalf kind of thing. And then I watched the first season right. and heard it back. Well, because I'm such a mimic of everything, mm. I heard it pitched down here. So when I got into the studio uh, for the second season, I started doing them down here. And then Matt goes, you're killing me, James. What are you doing? Now I've got to pitch, pitch it up. up. And, uh, <laughs> up and to the side. Yeah. Uh, so, did uh, you meet in the middle on Plo Koon at some yeah. time? So I stopped going down as low and let him go back to that. It would have been great if it just kept pitching it down. So like by the final <laughs> season of Plo Koon, Plo Koon was just like... <laughs> he's, he's Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, any general questions for James before we move on to our final questions? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of my final and my general question. Uh, for somebody who wants to get into voice acting, yeah. what advice do you have? And then also, what tips do you have for your vocal instrument? Because it truly mm. is an instrument. That's a that's a great question. That's an important question if you want to get into voice acting. Because I think a lot of people kind of just figure, oh, I do some voices. and all. There's tons of resources now. The great thing. Uh, Dee Bradley Baker, who's the voice of all the clones in the Clone Wars, as well as that Geonosian queen we're talking about, and Bosk <laughs> and all these characters. <laughs> He uh, was asked this question so many times, he created a website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. So and it's just IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com, and he answers so many questions there. That's why I created my YouTube channel, too, with all the... I have a playlist in there called In the Booth, where I just mm. take you inside the, my booth, and you can watch. Because for me, when I was 16 years old, I went to the local radio station and said, uh, how do you get into radio? Because I'd been doing stand-up comedy. I started as a stand-up. Cool. And... Uh, I learned by watching. Mm. So I feel like even though there's all these wonderful things you can do to learn about voice acting, the best thing is is to watch. So if you can watch somebody in a booth a lot and see how they operate and how they do all of that, you're going to pick up a lot more than just, you know, even taking a class, I think, sometimes. Mm. Um, Because in a class, you're then left to kind of figure it out and you can go astray sometimes unless the teacher's really kind of bringing you back to center. And there's so many different classes and so many different schools of thought. So I like learning by by example so uh watch as much as you can take in as much as you can there's a wonderful book by yuri lowenthal and tara platt his, oh, yeah. his wife uh, yeah. they did uh, called voiceover voice actor and that is a great resource and they just did a new version of it and they actually put a little i wrote a little story in it and, and all too so go ahead and get it <laughs> <laughs> but uh it really is helpful steve bloom yeah of course was on rebels mm-hmm. uh and uh Steve has a website and a whole school, an online school for learning voice acting. So I really feel like if you study and learn and know as much as you can about voice acting uh, that way, and there's so many resources now too, thanks to the internets and all mm-hmm. the interwebs. <laughs> uh, so study and know, but take care of your voice. I lost my voice years ago to black toxic mold. Oh uh, long gosh. story. Um, and uh, That's part two of the interview. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, woke up one morning and couldn't talk. Uh-huh. And the doctors were basically saying, yeah, you probably have done some permanent damage to your vocal cords and stuff. And uh, through, uh, through a lot of, again, positive imaging, a lot of uh, faith, a lot of prayer, and a lot of um, uh, discovery, I figured out how to get my voice back. And now it's stronger than ever. Uh, oh my but, wow. um, what are the, uh, the moment the doctors are like, 
What do you do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> we, we might have a problem. Well, I'm, a, I, I'm a voice actor. I speak for a living. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're yeah, mine I knew now. It was, so yeah. I went to my specialist, and this guy had looked, you know, I mean, he's like, in Beverly Hills, he was like Frank Sinatra and, you know, wow. Whitney Houston and, and the three tenors and, you know, all these wow. wonderful wow. singers, uh, throat doctor. And a lot of us voice actors would go to him, and he looked in my throat and he went, yuck. <gasps> and he went, ooh, I bet that hurts. I'm like, Yeah. Um, so I learned to take care of my voice in a way that a lot of people maybe don't. So on my, on my channel and stuff too, there's videos about how I warm up my voice in the morning and I, I treat it like an instrument. Your vocal cords are muscles. Mm -hmm. And so they move and work out like any other muscles. So if you work them out every day, they will get stronger. And if they get stronger, they are able to handle so many more things. Right. So take care of your voice. I don't, you know, I don't uh, drink. I mm. don't uh, eat anything. Uh, no. Uh, I just... Just black toxic mold that one time. Water. Just that one time. <laughs> no, but so tasty. You have to take care of your voice and stuff. Yes. But some people... Some people don't. Some people's voices are that mm. thing, too. You know, yeah. that's kind of their thing. Kinda. But for somebody that wants to do voices, learn techniques, learn singing techniques, learn uh, theater techniques, because it will help you uh, sustain your voice. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. So we well, move on to our final questions. Ken, uh, do you have a, a fun, weird final question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun, weird final question there. I, I, I want to know your favorite Clone Wars voice that's something we wouldn't really know that you did, that's tiny, one-off, background, but you love the character. Well, I'll say my favorite that isn't me in that mm. is Matt Lanter as the Muck Muck Monkey. Because <laughs> <laughs> Matt is like this, you know, hunky, you know, leading yeah, man. Right. Yeah. But he's a nerd like all of us, that's and awesome. he does these wonderful little voices and stuff. So that was one of my favorites, seeing him, you know... Walking around going, mark, 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 mark. Yeah. Um, I did, boy, I did so many different characters. So generally speaking, you would do an episode, you do your your one. So if Obi-Wan and Plo were in the episode, Obi-Wan would be talking, and then Plo Koon would come on and say something. And when you hear that, that's how I would track it. I would just wow. go one to one. And wow. we did an episode, uh, well, we did a couple episodes called The Citadel. And yep. All, oh, yes. The whole yes. story arc. Mm -hmm. And O.C. Sobek, he's not an obscure character, but he was my favorite. Uh, to do because O.C. Sobek, uh, I get a call from Dave Filoni. He says, we're, we're messing around with the character. What would uh, Christopher Walken sound like as an alien? Oh. Wow. And he says, so throw some stuff down. I'll send you the script. So I took, uh, you know, you start with Christopher Walken and you wonder <laughs> what would he sound like if he was, you know, a little bigger, crazy, big, big alien. <laughs> and so I gave them several versions of it. I gave them you know, the straight ahead Chris Walken. And then I went a little bigger and I did the whole, you know, because so like I'm a voice double. So I've doubled mm -hmm. Walken and other people and you have to sound like them. Yeah. You have to sound like what they would sound like talking to you. On Not the like an impression right. from Not an impression. a comedian right. who is going right. to exaggerate something. Mm -hmm. but, but so I gave them that and then I gave them the, you know, the, the more of the impression. one. You know, everything's crazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I combined it with a little Al Pacino. Oh. So you take a little Al Pacino, a little Chris Walken, and you get O.C. Sobek. Your Jedi resolve won't last with me, you know. And so it was this combined. That's so awesome. I loved that character. That's yeah. That is yeah. awesome. That's asked and answered. And yeah, I appreciate asked that. And answered. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would love to know, because I've seen you at Celebration, oh. what, what has been your craziest fan interaction? And it can be crazy positive or it can be crazy wow. crazy. Man, I know there's a great answer to that. Um, I will answer, for me as a fan, uh -huh. uh, the craziest times I had were with Carrie Fisher. Oh. I was spanked on stage by <laughs> Carrie Fisher in front of 3,000 plus people. Uh, the last time I interviewed her was at Celebration Anaheim in front of 5,500 people in a sold-out arena. Right. And at the end, she signed my Converse Princess Leia high, uh, shoes oh, that I wow. have. Oh and gosh. then I went down to give her a hug and she tackled me and we rolled around like <laughs> fake making out while Gary, her dog, licked my forehead. Oh my <laughs> wow. gosh. And that licked was, by Gary the dog yeah. has got to go on your resume. I yeah. literally came home with Carrie Fisher's lipstick on my collar. Oh my goodness. And had to explain to my wife. Explain that one. Yeah. So that was my craziest as a fan. Right. But um, fan interaction, man, I've had... Just some people that I think are... I've had some touching stories. Mm. Uh, 
so I'll, I'll bring the room down. No, I, I remember like at Star Wars weekends, I had a, a dad come up to me once and he said, you know, we just watched your show last night, the Talking to Myself show, the Obi-Wan and Beyond, they called it at Disney. And my son and I, we make this trek out to here every year to Star Wars weekends and my son is autistic. And we watched the show about you doing all your voices and being a little kid doing voices and all that. And my son was just entranced. And he, he nudged me at one point and said, Dad, that's what it's like for me. Oh, wow. And so oh, he, wow. he's, you know, choking up and I'm choking up. And he says, so thank you for letting me envision how my son thinks and works by stepping into your world there. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, wow. So that was like crazy on a really wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's gosh, great. That's so yeah. powerful. All right. Well, well, let me entirely ruin this wonderful mood with a dumb <laughs> question. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from <laughs> Thank you. I love ruining beautiful things. That's just, you know, a hobby of mine. Uh, no, I wanted to ask you kind of a classic weird question. Yeah. If you could have one Jedi power, oh. what Jedi power would you want to have? Oh, man. Um, and that includes all the new ones that we've discovered. Sure, yeah, you can force project, yeah. yeah. Um, you can force Skype, as they call it, between Ray and Kylo. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do just like the idea of the kind of the lazy thing of really, <laughs> I just, can we just bring that over <laughs> you, here? You, yeah. want, you want the remote pull, um, right? Yeah. Uh, pull the remote control to your pull hand? Pull the remote control, I think. Uh, well, yeah, because it reminds me of like uh, Ray Park, who, of course, yeah. is Darth Maul. yeah. He was so thrilled when he got to do, you know, that one move when they're fighting, when he's fighting Obi Wan, yeah. Yeah. and he does the force thing, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> throws the thing and locks the door. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was the most exciting moment for him in, in, as a as a <laughs> actor. And I think, yeah, I think we're all just kind of nerds like that. Yeah, right? be able to just like I love do that. a little hand gesture. I mean, the mind trick is great. Yeah, but moving something. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's just so <laughs> visceral. Just like, come here, please. Yeah. That's a Thank great you. insight. That's all I need. Because I remember that lightsaber fight, and I remember being like, wow, what did he do? Like, what, what, and what he, did Maul do? Point, <laughs> it is so, the most, you know. It's like if Bob Fosse had the force. <laughs> the way he points at it and then throws it. You yeah, know? and it's a two-finger point. It's a Disney yeah, point, yeah. which oh is my great. Gosh. It's an actual Disney point, yes, I think. it is a Disney point. <laughs> a di- and this will be flying over here now. Yeah. <laughs> we need a Darth Maul Fosse musical. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's the, the close theme. of yes. Ben, right? I mean, I know it's a one-person show, Ben, but maybe a little, a little Fosse Maul at the end. Fussy I'm going to go way back. I'll, I don't know if any of you will get any of this uh, Robert Klein reference, but uh, the I Can't Stop My Leg song that he used to sing, I can see. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. find my legs, you know. But, <laughs> can't find my legs. Uh, I can't uh, stop my legs. It's a great yeah. mall song. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, James, thank you so much. Oh, uh, thank you. You ran down some of the places that people can find you. Do you want to sum up again about social media oh, and any particular things you want to promote? Yeah, um, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time. That is me. Uh, I'm on Instagram a lot, but it's. It, I guess you can interact, but mm-hmm. it's all all at J-A-T actor nice. because I have the longest name in show business. <laughs> uh, and then you can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com. But my YouTube channel also, I really ask that people would subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I would ask that they subscribe to this channel. And I'm going to then do something on my channel to get people to come and subscribe to this oh, channel. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We are honored. Yeah. That's great. We yeah. love that. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Ken, where can what people find you in your adventures? Hey, you can find me at Cadnap Sock. I have my YouTube channel. If you want bad motivations, come to me. You want <laughs> yes. good motivations, you go to James. And then we need to do a team. And we'll do a team. <laughs> I'll get you in a bathrobe. Okay. No whiskey. You can have peach juice, but we'll okay. do it. <laughs> Jennifer, where can people find you and uh, your motivations, right? Yes, my motivations are, I guess, on YouTube as well, at Jennifer Landa, and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media sites, at Jennifer Landa. And I am at Joseph Scrimshaw on Twitter and Instagram and all the social media, all my various comedy adventures. If you want to find motivation in them, I do so at your own (laughs) peril, I guess. Uh, That is all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. That's comedy albums, that's live comedy shows, that's other podcasts. You can follow all of our Force Center business on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. And like James Taylor just said, James Arnold Taylor, the longest name in show business, (laughs) is Jat Actor just said, uh, please do subscribe to us right here. Thank you very much. This has been For Center Meets. Beautiful. That's great. Yay. Oh, that was great. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.